created all things. And you are the only one that was not created. You live from ages to ages. When this whole earth will pass away, Lord, you will continue to live. We magnify your name, oh God, this morning. We accord all the glory, all the honor, all the majesty, all the dominion, all the power that is due to your name. Lord, we worship you in the midst of your holiness. Bow down before you, oh God. For God Almighty, unto us, you are giving the privilege to sing your praises. We thank you, O oh Lord, God of heaven and earth. Because what the angels, they enjoy doing in heaven, we have had a little taste of it this morning. Lord, what the elders in heaven, they bow down every time to worship you. We have had a little taste of it this morning. We are asking that your Holy Spirit will flood our hearts, O oh God, with your presence this morning. That God, we all will witness in a new dimension your power and your glory. We invite your fullness, our Father. We know you are already here. Have your way, O oh God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Please, we might sit down, but I'm going to ask us to stand to pray. I just want, something came to my mind as we were sitting down there worshiping the Lord. Some years ago, when I was in Western Australia, I went for a course. So in the classroom, there was this um, lady that was sitting beside me, a white Caucasian lady. Teacher spoke something that made me raise my hand and said, I talked about Jesus Christ to, in the classroom. I don't know what it was, but I can't I can remember what. I can't remember precisely, but I had, because the teacher said something, I went to that line, I quickly raised up my mind, and I, my hand, and I talked about Jesus Christ. And the lady, not knowing that the lady beside me, she herself is a very good Christian. One thing she said that touched my heart, which I still think about it today, is that, I might not see you again on this earth, but I hope I will see you in heaven. This morning we are going to rise up to pray. Let's stand up on our feet and pray. Let's pray that for all our brethren, even though some of us, some of them we might not see here again, but Lord, may we see them in heaven. Let's lift up our voices as we pray. Rekete, rekete, rekete. Rekete, oh God Almighty. Lord, we're asking, oh God, that God Almighty, you preserve us, oh God, for that glorious opportunity to rejoice together in heaven. Lord, we are praying, oh God, for all of us here that will see ourselves in heaven. We will rejoice at your faithfulness, at your mercy. Oh Lord, we are asking and we are praying, oh God, that even for all our brethren that have traveled far and near, Lord God Almighty, when we see again, when we meet in heaven, we shall have opportunity of rejoicing your faithfulness. Let's pray with all our hearts that Lord God Almighty, none of us, none of us will miss it. None of us will miss it by your grace, O oh God. 
None of us miss it by your grace, oh God. For what will it profit a man if he gets the whole world and he loses his soul? Father, keep us, oh God. Lord, keep us by your mercy, oh Lord. Keep us by your mercy, oh Lord. Oh Lord, this is our heart cry this morning. Oh, Padia, Lord, keep us by your mercy, oh God. Keep us by your mercy, oh God. Oh Lord, keep us by your mercy, oh Lord. Keep us, oh God, by your mercy, oh Lord. Keep us, oh Lord, in your mercy, oh Lord. Oh Lord, help us, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. My brethren, my brothers and sisters, when I came here, one thing that struck my heart is that, Lord, every one of us in this church, at the time of your appearance, may none of us be found wanting. We know we are still working in progress. The Lord is still working in all of us in various dimensions. But let us pray. Pray for the brother and the sister standing behind, beside you. And those ones that are not here, that God Almighty, please, everything you need to do to bring us to that place so that when we will all meet with you in heaven, please, God, do it, Lord. Please, let's cry. Let's cry unto the Lord. The Lord is pouring grace into our lives. Grace to live only life. Grace to win the price at the end of the day. Oh, that is the most important thing, my brothers. That is the most important thing, my sisters. Whatever it is that a man has there will vanish. It is what we have when we get to heaven that shall stand. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray with all our hearts. If you have the same kind of body that I have, please pray that, Lord, whatever you will do, Lord, whatever you will do, oh God, none of us, oh God, None of us will be short of that, of that same great, great salvation. None of us, oh God, will be short, oh God, of that grace, grace, oh God, to meet with you in heaven. Lord, be of us, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. We thank you, Lord God Almighty. For, Lord, you came to the head to redeem all of us, to bring us to the position of reconciliation with God the Father, Jesus. What a wonderful price you prayed. Lord, this price is, it cannot be quantified monetarily. But God Almighty, you have paid it for us even when you did not, we, we did not know you. Therefore, Lord God Almighty, we are praying. Oh Lord, as you have been so generous in pouring this, your life into us, help us our Father. That by your grace, O oh God, we will be partakers of it in the name of the Lord Jesus. None of us will fall short of this special grace that you have poured into our lives in the name of Jesus. We thank you, dear Lord, as we give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' mighty name. Please, you may be seated. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. The Lord is indeed good and his mercy endures forever. Praise the name of the Lord. This morning, by the grace of God, we've been talking variously about the unlimited grace this, week, this month. And this morning, by the grace of God, we'll be looking more into how do we proceed with this unlimited grace. 
we have established that grace, that the grace that the Lord gives is unlimited and that we cannot exhaust this grace. We have also seen that it is an endless, there is an endless reserve of grace of God. So endless, so flowing, generous for all men. There are two scriptures that I want us to. Are you able to project any scriptures? No. Okay. But there are two scriptures that will ask us to all open our Bibles to. They are not our main test for today. But I want us to read it and we'll proceed into what the Lord wants us to learn today. The first scripture is, they are, they are related, please, if you cannot memorize any other scripture, please memorize these two scriptures. But they are also, they look like they're similar, they are similar in, uh, in words. So, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 and 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. It's so easy. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 and 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. So, please, let us read together. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 first. Then we will go and read chapter 8 verse 9. 2 Corinthians 2 Corinthians 9 and 8. Are we all there? May we read together? If you are not there, please say I'm not there yet. Okay, should we wait for you? One, two, three, four, five. Okay, so let's go now. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. One to go. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance of every good work. Now, I want to ask. How many kind of grace? <laughs> to be able to have capacity to do one thing? Is that what the Bible says? To be able to have capacity, all sufficiency, capacity in all things. <laughs> and have an abundance in every good work. There is an emphasis. There are some emphasis I would like to be drawing out this morning. And that is that all grace, all sufficiency, all things, God has made it a sort that by his grace we have these things. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. One, two, and three. Let's read together. You know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, Yet for your sakes he became poor. That you through me poverty. Without controversy, we know and we believe that Jesus is God. And in heaven, he created everything. So there is no issue of poverty or lack within. But when he came to the world, as our pastor was leading the workers' meeting, he said something which was striking. He said, the first language that Jesus had, I've never actually thought about that, was, nah. that is because he was born in a manger, you, we know. That it was the language of animals that he first had. This is God that owns everything. For our sake, he chose 
to come on that low level. And he subjected himself to that lowest level. Many of us here, we say, God forbid, that we have my charge inside the poetry. God forbid about it. You know. But God decided to do that. Through the abundance of his grace in heaven, although he had abundance of that grace in heaven, he did not consider all of them. He reduced himself to nothing, even to come to us. What a wonderful thing that the Lord did. So this unlimited grace of the Lord is for all of us. We need, however, to maintain a base that will carry this grace. I say a base. We need to maintain a solid foundation that will carry this grace. They say the capacity of a structure is determined by its strength. And um, I was trying to do some elementary physics. Physics wasn't my, my thing in school. But they said the strength of material is defined as its ability to withstand, withstand an applied load without failure or deformation. So God is willing to pour grace into our life. Pour grace unlimited into our life. The issue is that when he pours it, are we going to be deformed? Ah, somebody will say, how is that possible? If God pours grace that you are able to raise a dead man up, but you have pride in your life, what do you think has happened? You have actually destroyed yourself. That's what it means. So if God pours grace, to lead a million, five million, and a million men like Moses did, and you have anger in you, what do you think will happen? The same thing that almost killed, that almost destroyed Moses will apply to you. So, yes, there is unlimited grace. God is generous. He has already done what he will do. There is nothing else that will be done. He has poured this grace. But we need to have this base. To be able to carry this grace. It is not coincidental. As our brother Olu was talking and he was saying something is happening. Truly something is happening. If the Lord God is leading us to things like meekness, joy in the Holy Ghost, mercy, and at the same time, in our Bible study, that's in our Sunday school, at the same time, we are studying about the fruit of the Spirit. I tell you, God has decided to do something. But he wants us to have the base. We are all sitting in a very comfortable in that chair. Because that chair can carry us. You can imagine God wanting to pour himself into a person like you, but you can't carry him and just won't go and, you know, that's what we are talking about. Issues of these issues that stand in our way are those issues which are always with us, which has lived with us all these years. You know, I cannot take that nonsense. You know, as people say, they say it's just woman for you to do like that. Somebody slap you, at least you should harass the person too. You know, those are issues. That has always been with us. These are the things we are taught in school. You know, these are the things which our environment, our community teaches us. 
for that necessarily is not the way of the Lord. The Lord will help us even as we look more into this base that we need to have to be able to carry the unlimited grace of God in Jesus' name. Now our main text is 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1. Please may I ask that all of us will also read together. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1. 2 Timothy 2, verse 1. One to go. Now, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. You see, when I looked at these words, and I looked at the fact that God is our strength, and he's telling us again, be strong. I mean, I said, is it now my strength? You know, but that is, there is something which the Lord is trying to teach us in that thing, in that verse. And the thing is that those of us who have genuine, who are genuine with the grace of God, who desire this grace to be poured into our lives, must constantly stir up within ourselves this grace. We need to constantly strengthen ourselves and develop ourselves more so that we can be able to carry more of this grace. So, for instance, we are standing here today. We all know about our daddy in the Lord, Daddy uh, Adeboye. Hmm. Honestly, like many people know, the kind of things that he faces, truly, they are sometimes unbelievable. But he has a special grace that the Lord has given to him. Those things don't really disturb him because he has a confidence in who he worships. And he knows that well, whatever he's able to fix. This is what we are talking about. You know, I saw that when the Bible is trying to tell us to be strong in the grace that the Lord has given us to us, we should be strong in that grace in, that is in Christ Jesus. That we should stir up within ourselves. Stir up within ourselves that grace. I looked and said, ah, stirring up. There are some translations that mention stir up. But you know, I looked at the word stirring up. It is, you know, when you stir up something, you know, you know, you, I'm not a physics student, like I said, but I try to look at when you stir up something, ah, you know, you are actually generating some energy. You know, I don't know whether some of you are physics students in school, but. I know, I know that uh, my professor is sitting down there. But, you know, we, when we stir up, we stir up the grace of God in our life. We generate enough energy to continue to carry on with what the Lord will want us to do. Grace must constantly be stirred up, stirred up in us. There must be a laboring after the strength of grace. I repeat, there must be a laboring after the strength of grace. As our trials increase, as the temptations that face us increase, we have the need to grow stronger and stronger in what is good. Our faith needs to be stronger in the Lord. Our resolution needs to be stronger in the Lord. Our love for God needs to be stronger in Christ Jesus. 
Like I said, this strength that we are talking about is not physical strength. So when I say we need to be strong, I'm not saying now you start carrying muscles, I mean weights, so that you'll be strong in the Lord. No. This strength that we are referring to is to be strong, to be strong is, is in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. It says, Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. So our strength will be in the Lord and his mighty power. So even the strength for grace that we are talking about, we will derive it from the Lord and his mighty power. So now, talking about strength, 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 how do we now get strength for this unlimited grace that the Lord is releasing into our lives? We all know, without doubt, the key ingredient is faith. Faith in the Lord. Our faith in the Lord must always be stirred up. And faith is, look, let's be practical about this. You desire something seriously? You know it's the will of God for you? But it's escaped to you? All this, why? You have done all the things you need to do. And it looks as if it's not going to happen. Is it time for you to give up? No. The faith that we're talking about is that kind of faith that is resolute to say, look God, you said it in your word. I believe you. I've worked. Able to fulfill your word. I know it's going to happen. So, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask of him. According to the power that works within us. So, this faith that I'm talking about is the power of God that works in us. Because God is able to do all we can ever ask for him. But we need that thing to rise up within us. That's the power within us. We need our faith to be strengthened in the Lord. To know that God, you said it, I believe it. That settles it. I will not shift because I know you are able to do it. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23. Hebrews chapter 20 verse 10 verse 23 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. My brothers and my sisters, for some challenges might come our way that will start saying, God, I don't know how you are going to fix this. Yes, it's possible. <laughs> and truly, those kind of challenges, when we hand them over to the Lord, we are setting up the grace of God that is unlimited in us. Because not only will we fix it, we will become a testimony for others. Because they will say, ah, you mean you passed through that? Yes, and I'm sorry, and, and I'm standing. Okay, because you are standing, I think my God will do it. Grace has developed in you. Because you become a testimony of the goodness of the Lord. Our faith is a key ingredient for God's standing up that grace in us. The second thing that we need to concentrate on is the word of God. You see, we need to know what has God spoken about our situation. Truly, 
without us knowing what God has spoken about our situation, we will not be able to correctly apply it. If you don't study the manner, when you buy an equipment, you might not know the true functionality. Oh, I need to boast about my phone now. I just bought a new phone. Unfortunately, I've not really done, I've not studied the manual. So, occasionally I'll still go to YouTube. Eh, eh, this is how you turn on the camera. But you know, I'm being foolish. Is that not so? <laughs> the truth is that if I really want to know what this phone do, I'll go to the manual and read it first. Not that I'll be picking one thing, one thing, one thing. Many of us, because we have not been able to look into the word of God and understand what the word of God is do has said about our situation, we are not able to correctly apply it. And the truth about the word of God is that it's everlasting. If it was that same word that was spoken and the whole head was created, how very minute is your own case? If God can speak a word and the whole head was created, how very minute is your own case that the word of God cannot address? So, again, the Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing of the word. Faith comes by from hearing and hearing of the word of Christ. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. How do we stir up this grace of God? This unlimited grace that he has poured into our lives? It is by the power of the Holy Spirit. We must constantly depend upon the Holy Spirit to be able to stir up the grace that he has poured into our lives. Without doubt, we all can refer again to our daddy in the Lord, daddy Jew, and say, ah, he's always praying, ah, he's always praying in the Spirit. The truth is that, honestly, we don't know how to fix issues. Our wisdom is so limited. But God knows how to connect everything together and fit them together perfectly. So when we rely on the Spirit to lead us to the place where He will fix this and we'll ask Him, it will be easy. The Holy Spirit helps us to follow through God's will. And He gives us wisdom for our lives. John chapter 16 verse 13 says, the Spirit will guide you into all truths. Romans chapter 6, chapter 8, verse 26 says, The Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. My brothers and my sisters, Growing in grace is something which is very, very important for us. But we need to have the base to be able to carry that grace. Truly, this morning, as we reflect upon these words, I want us to quickly just check for ourselves. Do I have enough support to be able to carry the grace of God upon my life? God, God's grace is unlimited. And is unrepentant in pouring out to men. But <laughs> can you carry something when you don't have the capacity? It will crumble. The person will crumble if you if you carry a, 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 a big load. I mean, with a crane that the crane doesn't have the strength to support it, that crane will fall down. 
So, the loads that we are carrying this morning might be issues relating to things that we believe in, things that we have held on to, things that are not of God, those things which, you know, we grew up in. They told me that when I was growing up, my brother should not be cheating me like that. He should not be cheating me like that. When he does that again, stab me. They told you. So it's become an attitude. But those kind of things are weak. Jesus said we should come unto him and we should exchange this weight for a light body. So this morning, I just want us to bow down our heads. God is calling unto us because he wants to pour unto us. Truly, genuinely, he wants to pour unlimited grace unto us. But do we have the base to carry it? We need to step up within ourselves. Strength, strength to carry, to carry the grace, grace of God. God. Otherwise, Otherwise, we become, we become a shipwreck ourselves. ourselves. So, be my strong, available for us. This grace calls us to righteousness, to holiness with God. This grace guarantees our inheritance with God. This grace ensures that we have abundance in all things, sufficiency in all things, work in all kinds of grace. If you are here this morning and you know that your base is not solid, why would God give you something that will crash you? It's not possible. So if you are here this morning and you know your base is not solid, you have the opportunity of crying out to God to say, Lord, strengthen me, perfect me. Strengthen me, perfect me. Lord, I cry unto you. I need you to help me. I don't want to be a shipwreck myself. I don't want to tell people about Jesus Christ at the end of the day. I do not myself. I cannot make it to heaven. Lord, you need to help me. Anybody that is sincere with that prayer, please pray with all your heart. For God is calling us to something that is deeper with him. God is calling you out to something that is, that is genuine, that is real, that is tangible. 
So for us to be able to possess those things, we must break down all structures that will not make us to be able to inherit. And we need to strengthen ourselves to stir up this grace in us, to make sure that we are able to support ourselves so that when God pours this into our life, we will not crash. Please pray with all your heart this morning. I need you, Lord. Lord, I just need you, whole Lord. I need your mercy in my life. Lord God Almighty, you know me. I cannot hide from you. There's nothing I can hide. Lord, you know those deformities in me. You know those inadequacies. You know my shortcomings. You know my going out and coming in. You know everything. I'm just praying, Lord God Almighty, that in your mercy, Lord, you locate me today. That you perfect me in areas of my weaknesses. That Lord God Almighty, I will start to walk with you in such a way that I can carry this grace that you have promised to pour into my life. Oh, I cherish the whole rugged cross till my As we sing that song together in total surrender to the Lord. Actually, a marked crowns ready to be given unto us so that when we get to heaven, welcome home, you faithful servant. Here is your crown. Let's pray this morning, just one prayer as I round up. The Lord, please help me that I will not miss all that you have prepared for me in heaven. In the name of our Lord Jesus, let's pray with all our hearts. The Lord help me, O God, that I will not miss that which you have prepared for me in heaven. Guard my heart, O Lord. Guard my tongue, O Lord. Guard my thinking, O God. Guard my thought process, O Lord. O Lord, help me. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss your provisions for me. I need you to give me the, the grace, O oh Lord, to be able to carry what you are pouring into my life. I will please. Thank you, Lord Jesus. To 